0: What's up guys welcome into an offseason edition of Chargers Weekly as always joined by Matt Money Smith and buddy I I just got to Hawaii Uh, I'm I'm ready for the vacation but uh, we can't leave the people hanging man I don't care if it's July 6th we got to talk Chargers football right
1: absolutely especially look I mean it's the offseason but I don't know if you want to call it a huge move but certainly one that impacts the Chargers let play the Browns in week five so we got a little bit of NFL news today uh, and I think it's uh, all the speculation about uh, about well, could Baker play the season? And you know, and no, it'll it'll probably be Jacoby Brissett that the Chargers are facing in Week Five when they take on the Browns. Now that Baker's been traded to the Carolina Panthers, a team they will not see unless they should meet in the Super Bowl.
0: Yes, we will not see Baker Mayfield in in twenty twenty two. And I I, I want to start with so we did that mailbag last last week and everybody loved it but my guy matt tweeted us and said i listened to this thing for 55 minutes and i'm the only question that was not answered (laughs) and i looked and i checked and matt was correct we didn't answer matt's question so one question i told matt I, i off the rip i would uh i would throw his question out to you and uh it reads you think jc jackson will be just as good or even better than before or will he have a slight drop off from not being in that Pats system anymore. And remember, there have been many players who have fallen off after leaving the Pats, although I personally think J.C. will be just fine. Um, I, I'll let you answer this. I, I think Brandon Staley identified him as, as his type of corner. I don't think we'll see a, a drop-off in J.C. Jackson's game. It's
1: a fair question. I mean, look, it's a good question from Matt because we have routinely seen Bill Belichick um, not pay guys that are, that are getting ready to cash in. I mean, he has done that regularly throughout his entire career with the Patriots, you know, 20 plus years he's been, he's been doing this and, and Matt is right. You know, they go to other places and they just don't thrive like they did and whether it's a wide receiver, tight ends, uh, even to some degree, I mean, offensive linemen, you know, I mean, Tooney's been pretty good. I, I think he's been, he's been pretty good in, in Kansas city. Uh, soldier has not been good in New York. So it's a fair question. I think the difference with Jackson is that he's just getting into his prime like, and, and corners are different, you know, corners. Could it be system? Sure. Um, You know, I think about, uh, help me out. Who am I thinking of, uh, from Carolina that went to Washington and failed miserably Norman, right? The corner, you know, he was a zone corner only. He was a boundary corner and look, it's funny. It was the exact opposite um, with Asamoah, who was a man corner. He goes to Philadelphia and they ask him to become a boundary corner. And so I I, I think, look, I think Brandon Staley is very scheme specific. You know, he's going to run what he runs and he's going to know what corners are going to thrive in his scheme, uh, in his style of defense. So it's, I mean, look, if I'm projecting Jason better than he was in new england i think that's probably a little irresponsible the guy was in the conversation as the best corner in the nfl um could he hit that sure but at the same time i think look if he plays at the same level or even um they're fine they they are going to be fine and i don't see any reason why he wouldn't especially when you consider you know the we, we talked about this last week chris right just the way that the two the two things shake hands the, the defensive line and the defensive secondary. The fact that JC Jackson's playing behind a defensive line that's going to have a rotation of Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, Kyle Van Noy, you know, Chris Rumpf, who we all believe is going to take a big jump this year. Uh, Morgan Fox in the middle, you know, Jerry Tillery getting that pass rush from the middle. He he ought to be just fine.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you. And, you know, you can, you can say the Pat system and and Matt's correct and you know you could point out all the guys that you mentioned but um the pads defense didn't have darwin james and and joey bose and khalil Mack. so from that perspective maybe jc has a better year but I, I don't know how you have a better year when you lead the league in interceptions but <laughs> virtually season in and season exactly. out exactly anyway good question matt and, and i apologize we didn't get to you uh money i, I want to go into just the afc in general and just okay. the fact that there's 16 teams in that division and i just went through them and we can kind of go through like the different categories because sure i think like 13 to 16 teams in my mind are all more than capable of getting to the playoffs but i want to start with philip rivers we heard from philip yeah a few days ago and he talked about justin herbert but he also just he, he talked about being a being a chargers fan and his favorite moment being that 2018 game throwing that fade to mike williams two-point conversion Maybe what probably my favorite money call of, of your of your calls dating back to 2017. It was just good to hear from Phil again. And and it also got me thinking like, man, Phil in the booth. Like I get Tom Brady. I I, I get trying to make that big splash. But whoever gets Philip Rivers or convince Philip Rivers to come out of retirement from coaching or or just coach while also doing a Monday Night Football or, or one of the big, uh, uh, you know, CBS games. I think that that would be the home run.
1: Well, look, I don't, I don't think I'm breaking any news or I'm sharing any state secrets. um, When I, when I say they have, they've tried everything. They have tried everything. Can you do this night? Can you do this night? What if we fly you in morning of and, and fly you home that night? You don't even have to do production meetings. Like that's, that's the level that these networks are on with Philip Rivers. They all know. They, they know that, you know, I think we've had this conversation before, and, and I love Tony Romo because, you know, the thing about, about Romo and the way he calls a game, people talk about, oh, the play predicting and stuff. That's not it. It's the enthusiasm. It's the excitement. It's, it's the guy that's, that knows exactly what he's seen and can explain it to you, but he's excited as you are. You know, you you'll have guys that do that and break it down, and and they make it sound like, you know, they're working in the salt mines. You know, whereas Romo does, and you can you can tell he's genuinely excited. And I think, you know, for anyone that that saw the clip or heard the clip of Philip being inducted into the Senior Bowl Hall of Fame, yeah, that's that enthusiasm. Like, oh man, gummin it's 16 years of me, and then you go to 16 years of Herbert, man, that'd be so cool. Like that's that's the difference. And I think that's. You know what? Unfortunately, but the, he threw
0: the dig in on. He's like, but you don't want to be at Cleveland, thirty quarterbacks in twenty five years. Like that, those are like the little digs that that you right. would hit the booth with Philip that. I would love
1: exactly. He could, he can't help himself. Um, so yeah, I think, I think it'd be great. And I think every I, look, they're trying. I can just, I can tell you from people that I know that, as someone who works in the the business of TV and, and football, yes, they have tried everything, and they are going to continue to try because they know that, yeah, Ty might be the biggest name in football, uh, and they took a swing with Drew Brees, but they ain't Philip. They're just – they're not, and nobody is, and that's why they know he would end up being the gold standard and would be worth double, like, what those guys are getting paid. Because you you would tune in. Like, that's the thing is people would tune in, and the difference with Philip from other people, too, is, um, like, you just know – You know, I I know people don't like the way that he behaved on the field and some people thought it was poor sportsmanship, that kind of stuff. But people like know what a what a high quality person he is like that's, you know, I mean, like they talk about a network selling the face of football for that network to the American public. Like, hey, look at this guy. He's coaching high school football. He's got nine kids. He's married to his high school sweetheart. He lived in San Diego and Newport Beach and chose to move to Alabama. Like, there's just so much there, you know, that that you can sell.
0: Listen, speaking of like gold standard, like Kirk Herbstreit, college college football, he is the gold standard. But could you imagine like Al and Phil on Amazon? Like, what a what a incredible, unbelievable. Catch that would have been for Amazon, yeah. like, <laughs> And, you
1: know, the thing is that was never going to happen because of Friday night lights, you know, because yeah. he's he's got high school football. So I, I like to me, the one that was going to work was Monday night. Like, hey, it's Monday night. You know, you got your game on Friday. Can we get you in town on Sunday? You know, and, and you know, you get to go to mass. Then we'll fly in on Sunday night. We got a dinner squared away with the head coach. You know, something along those lines. We're going to get you just a quick meeting with the head coach. You should call the game on Monday night. And then we'll get you home, you know, by 2, 3 a.m. On, on Monday. And, you know, that would be my guess of what they tried to pitch. And it's just, you know, he wants to coach high school football. We know he doesn't need the money, that's for sure. You know, and, and my gosh, he lives in Nowheresville, Alabama right now. You know, I mean, what's the cost of living there compared to what he was paying in San Diego? He's
0: he's just going to have to, like, it's just going to have to come on one, one year and say, I want to do it because you, you're right. Like, I mean, he, he can do it whenever he wants. I would love to see it sooner than later. Yeah. Um,
1: How old's crazy. his youngest son, by the way? His youngest son is what, like?
0: Gunner? Like, is it Gunner?
1: I think I think he's like, what, 11, 12? Yeah. Like, it ain't happening for a while. Yeah. <laughs> it's not happening for a while. And who knows? By then, maybe we'll get our first uh, female college football quarterback and high school quarterback, and it's going to be a river, you know? That's so then right. we got to wait 18, 20 years for that.
0: That's right. Philip was news this week, but Brandon Staley money also at Wimbledon. I thought that was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, look, I think it's, it it kind of speaks to you know how Brandon coaches, how, how Coach Staley coaches, and and what he's always kind of looking for an edge. Um, for those people that saw the interview, I think it was on the Tennis Channel, if I remember right, um, when he was with Maria Navratilova, um, and. Had kind of shared sort of the one you know. Look, he's a fan of tennis. He said he grew up playing tennis. Was a competitive. Was a very good tennis player. And you know had to choose between football and tennis. So that's obviously the impetus of it and the, the driving force behind it. Of course, if you like tennis, you got to go to Wimbledon. Yeah. But um, he pointed out that it was Rafa that he got to go to a Nadal practice. Um, that it's just you know everybody knows that 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 Nadal is just a grinder. Nobody works harder. Uh, it is all about the grind and said he wanted to see it, you know, personally and and wanted to share that with his players. Um and I'm sure it's an experience that he's going to find some coaching points out of. Um and look, man, that's what I'd want on my head coach, you know, he's not just going to Wimbledon to to hang out with his wife and, and enjoy a a spot in in the UK and and maybe cruise around England and hang out in London and go to Wimbledon and and rub elbows with the fancy folk, but you know, there's there's a coaching mission that's that's there as well, and I think there's a lot to take away, especially if anybody saw the match today with Rafa and Fritz and just that grind, man, a four-plus-hour match, five sets, looked like the chips were down. He was going to get bounced in that fourth set, and he rallies, and and now he's on to the semis against Kyrgios, you know, pretty much the antithesis of Rafa, a guy that's got all the talent in the world, and he's a freaking <laughs> lunkhead, but that's why I love him.
0: <laughs> the the, th- the thing that, that Staley is, is so good at is is – that messaging beyond football and tennis is that perfect game it's such a mental game right and yeah and, and i think that's the type of edge he wants to bring to this chargers team is that mental edge And rafa is the perfect example of that do you remember i think it, it was at indian wells where he brought herbert and staley to a rafa match right bring yeah. his captains there to, to see what it's like up close to see one of the best of all time
1: yeah and i think look i don't know how that goes not sure how the guys are feeling out in the, uh, in the desert. You know, I don't know. I think it probably depends on what the weather's like. If you're yeah. cooking yeah. particularly a hot day and you're watching tennis for two and a half, three hours. I don't know how that, that goes over, but yeah, love it. Absolutely. Love it. Take the captains out there and see, you know, look, I, I don't think it's, it's not self-help books, try to sell stuff like this, but it's not hard, you know, find things that are successful individuals that are successful and figure out why. You know, whether that's watching TikToks to see why these things got so many likes and and have traction or if it's, you know, a titan of industry or if it's an athlete, you know, try to crack that code. What is it they're doing that might be different from everybody else that gives them that edge? And and I love that about Coach
0: Staley. Yeah. Also, shout out to Keenan Allen for getting married and Sebastian Joseph Day. We got some some weddings this all season, too. Just mix it all in, you know,
1: certainly uh, good for them. You know, get your wedding in the off season, make it a destination for your teammates, little vacation for everybody to enjoy, get together, bond in the off season. And, and obviously congratulations to those two. And uh, may they find eternal happiness with their uh, beautiful
0: wives. Amen to that. All right. You mentioned Baker Mayfield off the top. And it got me thinking money, just looking at the AFC, all 16 teams. I I was just messing around on the plane. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to put all 16 teams into four buckets. Okay. locked to make the playoffs likely to make the playoffs a bubble team and not likely to make the playoffs okay I'll start from the bottom and what's funny about these three teams is I actually like and I think that their quarterbacks could be pretty good this year the Jets the Jags and the Texans right like I we saw Davis Mills last year I think Davis Mills could be a, a pretty decent player um, uh Trevor Lawrence with Doug Peterson in year two. Uh, Zach Wilson with the Jets. Um, I I, I like all three of those quarterbacks, but I I just don't see a place for any of those teams in the postseason in 2022. Am I wrong?
1: You know, the only one that I'm the only one that I might think about is the Jags, just because, you know, the way they built up that defense with all those linebackers in division uh, to slow down the run game at Tennessee, to slow down the run game of Indianapolis and put it on those quarterbacks. And and if if they're able to do that, it's a winnable division. You're right. Yeah. I think, I think that's the only one. Um, I think the Texans are a long way away, but I think the way the Jags filled their holes on defense and free agency, I'm a big believer in Trevor Lawrence. I think he's going to be an exceptional quarterback. Um, So those would be, those would be the only two that, that would be the only one I'm with you with the Texans. I think just in a division with the bills, And the Patriots and the Dolphins, there's still a gap there for the Jets. All
0: right, money. I have five teams in my bubble category. And you mentioned the Browns off the top, Baker Mayfield getting traded to the Panthers. They're almost like a fringe, not likely bubble team. But let me list these teams and you can kind of give me your thoughts. Uh, Browns, Steelers, Raiders, Dolphins, and Colts.
1: I'd put the Titans in there. I think with the departure of AJ Brown, the Titans
0: are at the bottom. They're like in the likely category because of what they did last year. But you're right. I
1: I, I think you know I'm trying to figure out if I like the. I think I might like the Colts better in that division than the Titans. Just kind of with their losses, it's that's a tough one for me. So yeah, I think you're right. You either put both the Colts. I think you put both the Colts and Titans in a category. Um, You know whether that's you know uh, likely not. You know what I mean? Like to me, that's only one of those teams is going. Yeah. in my opinion. So even though the Titans had the best record in the AFC last year, it was so fluky. Um, a lot of that was fluky. And you just saw the way the playoffs went. I think we all felt like that was a real possibility. Um, I'm with you on the Steelers just because, you know, we we don't know who's going to be quarterback. And certainly if it's Mitch Trubisky or Mason Rudolph, we don't feel great about that. Um, and we don't know if Kenny Pickett's ready yet. Um, but then you're doubting Mike Tomlin, which is foolish, you know, because the guy's never had a losing record in his freaking career. So, um, and then the dolphins are in there. You said,
0: yeah, put the dolphins in the bubble.
1: I think so too. I think until we see there's just so much unproven, you know, the, the Tua is Tua really ready and is Mike McDaniel ready to be a head coach? You know, there's a lot there. So, you know, having never been a coordinator kind of thing. So that's, That I think is a big one, especially in that division with the Bills and with Bill Belichick. So the Raiders is tough because I, I, you know, I can see the Raiders doing really well. I I, I had them in the
0: likely. I had them in the likely bin money, but then I said, "Are all four teams in the AFC West likely? No, not." And I think they're the worst of the four. And
1: that's smart. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's wise. You know, I mean, I think that that makes sense to me.
0: So let me just start now i have one lock i think the buffalo bills are the only lock to make the playoffs in the afc and these are the teams that i i have it in the likely bin kansas city the chargers the broncos the patriots the Bengals, and the ravens and like i had tennessee in there but tennessee i agree with you kind of like that bubble it's one or the other um i i think the chiefs could i think they're people. a lock
1: you think they're a yeah. lock I do. I think the chiefs are, I just have, I have so much faith in Andy Reed and Patrick Mahomes, you know, just there is something to continuity and continuity that has never given you pause. You know, it's like Belichick made the playoffs last year as incredible as that was, you know, there's just something about, you know, Andy Reed is, is going to end up as arguably the greatest offensive coach of his era, you know, and, and when you pair that with a talent, like Patrick Mahomes, even with the departure of Tyree kill, Plus, we've talked about it. I like what they've done on defense, especially in the draft, you know, picking up Karloftis and and McDuffie as their first rounders. Um, I think I, I would put them in the lock. I think I think the Bills and the Chiefs are the two locks because like you said, I don't know what to make of the North. I don't know how magical that run was for the Bengals. Um, you know, their plus eighty-four point differential was the the fourth, you know, it was I mean, it was the best in the division by far. You know, the Steelers were next, or the Steelers were a minus 55, the Browns a minus, you know, 22. So I don't know what the Ravens are. Lamar Jackson worries me with the injury thing. Uh, you know, if he goes down, which he has, you know, in the past, that, that team can't function without him. Um, and that's stupid to say because Huntley played pretty darn well in his uh, absence. So, oof. They
0: were just, yeah. I mean, they got decimated, man. It, every every yeah. position. Yeah, I,
1: I, would, I would be apt to put them in the lock. Uh, you know, I mean, they lost six games to close the ceasing. And all they needed to do was win one, and they would have got in. Yeah. So I'm going to put – you know what? I'm going to do that. I'm going to put – I'm going to have three locks. Chiefs, Bills, Ravens. I'm going to put those Bills.
0: three in as locks. All right, so my devil's advocate to the Chiefs, and I, I literally have no, nothing really to back myself up on this because they win the division every single year. Yeah, it's been – Five years in a row now, six. Yeah. Years in so, a row. like, basically, I don't know what I'm talking about. But <laughs> if the if the Chargers and the Broncos are as good as we think that they are going to be this year, and money, I, I just I go back to Thursday Night Football last year, and had the Chargers won that game, how different the season may yeah. have looked. Like, man they they would have won the AFC West. I I I really feel like that was the game that they they lost the afc west yeah and they won that game and then you you had that momentum going into houston i don't know I, i think
1: the one the one thing that that i would push back on on that is just you know it's it's really hard to win with the struggles they had on their run d and on third down it's just hard to win you know and and i think that's that's my only concern. But yeah, look, you win that. You're in first place. You own the tiebreaker because you sweep the regular season series. Um, you know, maybe there's so much momentum coming out of that, that the the Texans game doesn't happen. You know, that you're just you're riding such a high that, you know, but remember, that was it. That was a covid game, you know, where guys are getting pulled off the plane. Guys are getting pulled off the field. It was such a – it was Christmas Day. It was such a weird game, and I don't know how that game goes differently. Um, But, yeah, I mean, so here's my my thing with the Chiefs. Like, you know, I look at that line. Chris Jones is in the conversation as the second-best defensive tackle in the league, you know, behind – and he is a force. If you get just average Frank Clark, you know, and then Nick Bolton was exceptional last year. Exceptional as a rookie. You know, Willie Gay, when he's healthy, has been effective. Juan Thornhill has been very good. You know, his rookie year, he was really good before he got hurt in that game against the Chargers. It's safety. Um, I like Legarius Sneed. And like I mentioned, I like the rookies. I like McDuffie and, and Karloftis. And then I mentioned this last week, you know, or two weeks ago when we were talking about it. Um, you know, just the growth of the interior of that line, the fact that Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith played so well by the end of that season. Uh, and giving Patrick Mahomes some some comfort in the middle of that offensive line, I think um, is going to go a long way. So it's it's hard for me to count them. It's hard for me not to put them in a, as a lock. I just I'd have to you know what I mean. Like I got to
0: yeah. see it. And and you know what Andy Reid's going to just he'll retool that offense. Wait, yeah. With Tyreek Hill out, Juju Smith Schuster's in, Valdez Scantling's in, the rookie Sky Moore's in. So they'll find a way to score 35 points a game. You know, put it this
1: way. So put it this way, right? You got to have your your three divisions. So basically you have to put four teams ahead of them. So in order to put them in that category, you would have to give me four teams that you like better than the Chiefs, right? The Chargers in the division, you know, is it you mentioned the Broncos, so there's two. Now you got to give me two more. So, cause, and then they're not one of the seven. So, what other two teams are you putting ahead of the, you know what I mean? I can't put yeah. the Pats ahead of the Chiefs. I can't put any of the teams in the AFC North, any of the teams in the AFC South. So, to me, that's why it's like, yeah, they're a lock. They're, they're going. They're, they're better than, than four other teams in the AFC. And,
0: buddy, just going through that list, it, it just, it makes me realize just how tough it's going to be to get a playoff spot in the AFC. Um, I, I think the Chargers are more than capable. But you look at those first two weeks against the, the Raiders and the Chiefs, and then right after that, the teams that we talked about not likely to make the playoffs are on the Chargers' schedule. So just that, that first quarter, first five weeks of the season, Chargers got to come out swinging.
1: Look, I think, I think the Chargers have a team that suggests they should be favored in every game they play. You know, I think that's, that's the level of, of talent they have on this team. And I think, like you said, getting off to a good start's great because we know, you know, when you go 0-1 or 0-2, then all of a sudden it's like, eh, you know, it's only 16% of the teams that have started 0-2 that, and that just starts yeah, don't hanging want over to your that. head, you know, and it's, it's not a fun exercise to have to deal with. Um, we've talked about it all the way up through, you know, that, that, Week nine, which would be eight games because their bye week is at eight. I'm looking at it right now. You know, Vegas, Kansas City on the short week, Jacksonville, Houston, Cleveland, Denver at home, Seattle at home, at Atlanta. Like, that's it's a pretty good start. And then when you go to the back end and you've got at Vegas, Miami, Tennessee, at Indy, L.A., at Denver. Like, you know, win equity. Tough. It's going to be important, and you're hoping that your team – is healthy. I'll say, you know, it's interesting just to steal some content from, from ESPN. They, Jeremy Fowler wrote the article about the best pass rushers, uh, per exacts and scouts that were pulled. And there were only two teams that had two players in the top 10. And it goes back to our conversation about what do we do with the Raiders? You know, Max Crosby and Chandler Jones were, were in there. Crosby at five Chandler Jones at seven. The only other team, of course, chargers joey bosa at four and khalil Mack at nine so like that's where the different that that's where the raiders thing can get tough is when you have a pair you got chubb and gregory too
0: money exactly chubb and gregory
1: exactly but i I do think those two are a notch below I, i think those two are a notch below watt Mack, and and crosby and and jones they're good and they're they're you know But Gregory has not been able to stay healthy. He's been suspended. He's got a couple strikes against him. That's hanging over his head. And Chubb has not been, I think, as dominant as advertised, you know, when when he first got drafted to be paired with Von Miller. Because he can't stay healthy either. But um, look, it's tough. We've talked about it. The AFC is nasty. It's a gauntlet. It's going to be a rough go. Um, And we just continue to speculate as we're, you know, the day we record this, we're three weeks out. You know, in three weeks, we'll be a Jack Hammett you know, watching these guys starting to get after it. And and man, I cannot wait. This is our last month without football. We will have three games, you know, in August. We'll have joint practices, a, a couple of them, you know, Rams and Cowboys. And, and man, I cannot wait to get them out there. So it's not just us putting together lists and answering mailbag questions, and, you know, doing it from Hawaii, but instead we're doing it from Jack Hammett or we're doing it from, the facility and we're we're having uh, we're having some serious 53-man roster death chart all that sort of stuff conversations
0: and if you hung with us this, this late in the podcast you're a dedicated Charger fan yeah and we appreciate you
1: certainly <laughs> technical action but hey you're in Hawaii and you're still doing it I was in Hawaii last week and we still did it so um, look yeah. we love doing it we love we love delivering it to the people
0: a little inside baseball we're gonna have a very seamless podcast for you I've cut out four different times during this podcast i don't know if you'll notice you may notice but i've cut out Whatever. four different times and money we can hear chilling. the trade i wins. appreciate it
1: we can hear the trade winds. uh you are recording this at 6 p.m your time you're coming up on a sunset around 7 15 get out on that beach with your uh with your wife and enjoy hawaii for goodness sakes get the heck out of here
0: all right buddy appreciate you appreciate you guys listening this has been charges weekly we'll see you next week as money said three weeks to camp